Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 311, Do Something to Unlock the Best Version of You, a bonus episode to start 2021 on the best foot. Right now, you are getting pressure to make all the goals and resolutions. I'm going to tell you something you might be surprised to hear from me. You do not need to. Goals are great. I really do love them. But what if you are simply too tuckered out from 2020 to overhaul all the things right now? What if you are empty inside from a year of giving so much from so very little? And what if you would of course love to work on your habits, but you first need to figure out who you even are so that you can figure out what those habits should be. Five years ago, I accidentally changed my life and it was not because I made goals. In fact, it was because I made the opposite of goals. Instead of going after the usual list of achievements, instead of pressuring myself into changing in ways that were all based on shoulds like I normally would. And instead of jumping back into the all or nothing cycle that I was trapped in for years, I decided to change the way I did things. I decided to change the way I focused on myself and my actions. I focused on doing something. You see, I was really lost. I had a beautiful life 
but I had given so much for so long, I was empty inside. And I wondered if something was wrong with me because I wanted more out of my life. But I realized I didn't want my life to look different. I wanted it to feel different. And in order to do that, I needed to feel like myself again. So at the beginning of 2016, I created a list with all of this new do something progress driven mindset being in control. This list, which I now call a plan, was full of ways I could seek for me and to find fulfillment in my life from baking all the things to climbing nearby peaks and, you know, to starting a blog just for fun. That list probably looked trite to a lot of people. It might not have been something the internet would have copied and celebrated and pinned on Pinterest because my list wasn't about the destination. It was about the process. And that is exactly why it changed my life. Little by little, as I worked on my do something plan, I recalled my identity. And because of that, I was then able to, with time, transition quite naturally to also bettering myself in ways those goal lists typically look like. And now I'm an avid goal maker and a planner, but I know I wouldn't have been able to be those things again without first finding myself. In today's bonus episode, I wanted to provide you with the same path that changed me. Do something. Do something is a big focus for our community, but especially in my membership group, The Strive Hive. What you'll hear today is actually coming from a masterclass that I just taught with The Hive on Do Something. I help them anchor into the whys behind this path, how it guides you to both uncover your identity and find more fulfillment. In short, Do Something helps you unlock the best version of you. In this masterclass, I also trained them in creating their own Do Something plan for 2021. And the great news is you can create one too. The Strive Hive kindly agreed to let me share this recording with you so that you can do just that alongside of us. This episode has been edited to take out the long pauses because we literally took five minutes at a time to fill things out. So feel free to listen to this a few times or to listen in a place where it's quiet and you can press pause and take those those minutes to respond to the prompts that you will hear me give when I train them on making their do something plan. Now I mentioned a packet in the training and it's exclusive to the Strive Hive, but while that's true, you can still follow along with my prompts in your own notebook and create your own do something plan for 2021. Before we uh, go to the recording, I want to reemphasize here, goals are great. I do want you to make goals and to pursue them, but in time, when you're ready, and when it's coming from a place of knowing who you are. The Do Something Plan is a terrific way to do all that. It helps you marry fulfillment with progress, fulfillment that you get in the do, from the Do Something Plan with progress you'll get from goal making with time. But for now, at the beginning of this year, to follow a really tough year, you have my full permission to only focus or to first focus, whatever you choose, on only what I did five years ago. Do something. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. 
this community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. The informal challenge we did the past few weeks on I Am On The List was so powerful. And if you enjoyed that push in our community and through the emails I sent, but maybe you need more direction on how to put yourself on the list more regularly in your life, join the Strive Hive. The Strive Hive helps progressors who are eager to take action and strive for daily progress, access learning and change and community so that they can find more and lasting personal growth and fulfillment. In the Strive Hive, we anchor into our identities. We explore more who we are, and we also have a push to do something both for ourselves and our identity and our fulfillment, but also in other areas of our lives. Right now, we have women who are doing a yoga challenge together. We have others who are working on cleaning off their desks, and all of us together are in the process of finalizing our do something plans for 2021 that help us anchor into that personal growth and fulfillment. Now, I had told you for a few weeks that the Strive Hive would close on January 1st, and I realized as we were wrapping up um, the month of December and you know the countdown was happening to January 1st that I wasn't ready to close the doors yet because I hadn't truly done a good job of sharing about it. So for one time only, and I re- really mean it, one time, and this is just poor planning on my part, so my bad, we are going to extend the deadline to January 8th. And that way I can do a better job of getting the word out that this is indeed the final time to enroll before the spring. I would love to have you in the Strive Hive so that you can find more about who you are, so that you can lean into the process, not the outcome. If you enjoy the masterclass you're about to hear, then you will love the Strive Hive. We have monthly masterclasses together with experts on topics that you care about. We meet every single week together to discuss the podcast in more detail with a focus to then go do something from it and you get tasks on what to do from that. And there's so much more to this. There's a lot of fun um, in ways that you might be surprised by. I'd love to have you in the Strive Hive. So you can go to aboutprogress.com forward slash strive hive. And if you're listening to this later, just join the wait list and we'll make sure you get in, in uh, notified when we open doors in the spring. Again, that's aboutprogress.com forward slash strive hive to join before our doors close on January 8th. That's Friday at midnight. Again, aboutprogress.com forward slash strive hive to find more personal fulfillment and to strive for daily progress. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I would love for you to go into the chat again and tell me why it matters to you to know your identity. Why does knowing your identity matter to you? And if you're confused about what that even is, don't worry. That's part of what we're going to talk about tonight. So let's hear. Rachel says, it helps me live with purpose. Mm -hmm. Courtney, and knowing my identity, I can be purposeful in how I live my life. Amen. Madeline helps me keep track with decisions and direction. Nishi helps guide me toward the path I want to go on. Alyssa helps you find meaning and purpose through life. Paula, it gives meaning to my life. Wow. Okay. We're getting a lot of meaning and purpose and direction. And yes, yes to all of that. Julie helps me feel less like, like I'm less buffeted by the wind. And Nicole, I've gotten so lost. I don't even know where to start. This seems like the right place. Yes, you are in the right place when you do know you're identity. So we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to anchor in a little bit into our identities, and we're also going to figure out what that has to do with do something, which is what this group is all about. 
Now, I, I'm sure that many of you know my story and this, I hate using the words journey and story, but sometimes they're like the only thing that really cut it. But I, this is why we're here because five years ago, I did not know who I was. Five years ago, I had three little kids at the time and we lived in our teeny tiny house in California. That was just what I wanted. Um, a really supportive husband. And while my life looked the way I had wanted it to, I, I felt so lost in the beautiful life that I had. And I remember really distinctly, you know, holding my six month old at the time. And while I was sitting in the backyard and watching my older kids play. And as I was rocking him and, you know, patting his back, I was really troubled and confused over how earlier that day I had lost it when I was sweeping the floor and I was so angry that I was sweeping the floor again. I was thinking back to that earlier moment in the day and wondering what was wrong with me? Why did I feel so empty? Why did I feel so lost and stuck or angry? There seemed to be no in between. And I felt like something must be wrong with me. Like something must be wrong with me. How could I possibly want anything more in my life? But I really learned something super vital, not just in that moment, it took some time. But as I reflected for several months and I was thinking about what was coming ahead of me that year, this was probably in November of 2015 that I was having that moment in my backyard and just thinking, what is wrong with me? Within a few months, I, I really came to a strong realization that was very vital for me. I realized that it wasn't that I wanted my life to look different. I didn't need a nicer house. I didn't need nicer kids even, or a, a more charitable spouse. I didn't need money. I didn't need things. I didn't need fame. I didn't need success even though all of those things were things I thought at one point that I needed to be happy. I realized I didn't need my life to look different. I needed it to feel different. And why that mattered was because for so long, that lost and stuck feeling wasn't because I wasn't grateful for what I had. It was because I wasn't living my life. A shell of me was. And the real me wasn't part of this this beautiful life I had. Now, each of you have a beautiful life and maybe it hasn't turned out the way you wanted. I know many of you have endured incredible disappointments and a change in direction. I'm like getting emotional because I, I know many of you here and the struggles that you have faced about this. The life has taken different turns than you wanted, but you also have a good life and you might be feeling the same. Like, there's something more inside me and I want more out of life. And is that bad? Am I, am I selfish? Am, am I crazy? Like, is there something wrong with me? And, and my lesson applies to you, regardless of what your circumstances are, while I kill a spider. <laughs> that your life doesn't have to look different to feel different. And yes, there will be changes that need to happen with your life for sure, but you don't need a different life for you to feel different. So let's talk about what that translated within time. But first, here's the biggest thing I realized that was missing about me. It was a sense of who I was. It was me living my life. It was Monica 
I was missing. For a very long time, I had upheld this position of being the sacrificial lamb. Not just for my family, but even when I was a teacher, I did this. As women, we do this, regardless of if we have families or children, we do this often. We step into the role of sacrificing, of being that should that everyone else models for us. Whether it's the things we do with our time, how we dress, how we treat our body, the food we eat, we get lost in the should so deeply modeled to us that we lose the sense of who we really are. And that was the case for me. So let's talk about what is identity. I'm gonna tell you more about you know, that story and, and, and how what it took me to in a moment. But first I want you to think about why identity even matters. Did I show you a picture? Yes, I did. That, okay, I just wanna make sure. I forgot to tell you, I took this picture one day and I don't, in the moment, I was like, why am I taking this picture? And I just want you to take a second and look at that because what is missing is not makeup on my face, although that's missing. It's not the hair and the clothes or like the lack of things. What's missing is the spark in my eyes. What's missing is a life behind them. And I'm glad I took this picture because it gave me perspective later on when I, when I wasn't sure if I had changed. And I looked back through my old photos and I realized a complete transformation had happened. And that's what we're gonna share with you with, okay? All right, so let's go back to identity. What is identity? Now, I think the easiest way to frame this is knowing who you are and what matters to you. Brene Brown calls this true belonging, where you belong to yourself. I mean, she words things so beautifully, right? We can't, we can't beat that. True belonging. And I feel like even that phrase, if we just took a moment and sat with that phrase, true belonging, like put our hands on our heart, we would know what she's after with that phrase. Here's a great quote. I am going to read this word for word, to, um, for word for you, if that's okay. True belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. I... I'm so passionate about this. I think this is from, Jenny, this is from Braving the Wilderness. And she actually uh, talks about identity a lot in the gifts of imperfection, which was one of her biggest first, like first time big sellers for her. Because how vital is this? Think of the people that you admire the most in your life. And I would actually love to hear about them in the chat. Who is someone that you deeply admire in your life? Let's, let's see some answers there. And this is someone you know personally. It's not someone that, maybe they're famous, but I'm betting that 99% of us have people we deeply admire and value in our lives who are not famous and making millions or in the public eye. I'm seeing a lot of my brother, my sister, my sister-in-law, grandmother, friend, Laura, my friend, my mom, and her mom. 
don't even know these people. Most of these just said like my friend, my brother, my sister, my, you know, and like, I feel emotional even reading those because we know what this is. We know people who belong to themselves. So these people that you love and admire, do they belong to themselves? Are they exemplary of this true belonging and how? Some of you already put an explanation there. So yes, tell us how. How do they exemplify true belonging? Julie says, my sister for following her passions and helping out so much. I love that, Julie. Courtney says about her grandma, Elsie, such a cute name, by the way. She was so brave and went through so much. And Madeline said earlier, my friend, because she gives love to others so generously. Rachel, this is your friend, I believe, or her, your friend's mom, kept going in a career even with kids and is a great mom. The thing about belonging, and Jenny, let me read yours first, actually. My brother followed his dreams his whole life and has worked so hard and is now a fighter pilot in the Marines. Incredible. Tamara for not being afraid to talk about her struggles, and she gives so much to people. I love Alyssa's response. My friend, Billy, who swore that God sent us here to have fun. So these people who have true belonging, they're not all the same. They're each very different. And what makes them who they are is so different too. And that is what true belonging is. It's knowing who you are so that you can belong to other people too. True belonging, people who have stronger sense of identity are able to be vulnerable where it counts. They're also able to put in boundaries where it counts. They don't get as lost in the comparison battle that we go through so much. I have a few reasons why I think identity matters so much. Why does identity matter? A lot of you talked about a sense of purpose. That's what it brings to you. To me, identity matters because of these three general things. When you know who you are, you also know your values. The Greeks called this arete. It was living with virtue, which was the highest form of self-fulfillment, of belonging. When you know who you are, you know your values. It cannot be understated how vital it is to know your values. And you know what's the great thing about values is that they're all good. But if you don't know your identity, You'll get a list of values and you won't know what to choose. You don't know what center is right for you. When you know who you are, you know your values. And connected to that, you will be anchored. You're not going to be tossed to and fro by the world and their opinions, by your friends and your family and their opinions. You won't be directionless. You will be grounded. You will be settled. You will be strong. And the final reason to me why identity matters is that when you know who you are, when you know your values and you are anchored in them, you will also live them out with your behaviors. And that is vital. Living out your values with your behavior is the make it or break it with identity. We are in an alignment with our values, with our behavior. 
You know, Courtney, I do want to read about Elsie here. Elsie lost her hearing when she was seven years old because of meningitis. She raised her five kids in her own way. My grandpa, who lost his hearing as a baby due to measles, wow, died when he was 66. My grandma never remarried because she said that nobody could live up to Larry. That's beautiful. She lived life on her own terms and didn't give a damn what other thoughts. And she put that in quotation marks. She taught, told naughty jokes and had an amazing sense of humor. Every grandchild thought they were her favorite and knew that they were deeply loved. Incredible. That is identity. The strength that comes from that, knowing who you are, true belonging so that you can be that person and anchor into your values and live them out and not be washed to and fro. So now let's think about what is getting in the way of you, of you and your identity, of knowing who you are, knowing your values, and being anchored in them with your behavior. I have some ideas here that came directly from our community, but I want to hear from this. I want to hear from you on this in the chat. What is getting in the way of you connecting to your identity? Tell us what that is. For me, back when I look at five years ago, while you're writing in the chat, for me, what was getting in the way of me knowing who I was were the shoulds that I mentioned. I had this idea in my head of what a good woman should do and should act like and should think. And I got so caught up in that that I couldn't see my own direction. I didn't have my own inner compass to refer to because it was all on the outside. So let's read through some of these. I'm seeing perfectionism, pressure to be perfect, not having many examples of it. Yeah, that's true. Excuses, Nicole. I wanna dive into that because usually excuses are more about fear. Roles, yes. Gender roles are, are huge that way. Insecurity, Taryn says the shoulds have been getting to me lately as well. Perfectionism keeps popping up for me. Taryn, I feel you on this, especially in this time of year, as we're getting pressured to do different things, to become different in ways that actually are not about identity, right? Lose weight, like all the, all the goals that we're being bombarded with right now, I do not think are based in solid sense of true belonging. They're more about shoulds and the exteriors. Although those things could be good, right? But only if they're anchored. Only if they're real about your true belonging. Let's see. Rachel, trying to become something and not feeling like I could or would arrive, waiting. Rachel, this is huge. This is so common. I, I, I see this in women all the time. Even with my podcasting stuff I do when I teach beginning podcasters is people waiting waiting because of fear or like, will this work? I don't know if it will work. So I'm not going to try. Jillian being tired, not talking about anything deep growing up. So I didn't know how to express and reflect deep your meaning expectations. This is amazing. Endlessly nurturing my kids and knowing when it's reasonable to step back. Mm -hmm. Guilt. Okay. Yes. You are nailing this friends. So is it no wonder that we are living in a confused world about this. These responses, oh, I wanna share yours too, Julie, not knowing the end game or not knowing what steps to take. Yes, all the responses I shared here, exhaustion, shame, comparison, lack of self-confidence, pressure, expectations, not knowing where to start, time, anxiety, and fear, 
all of those are literally from our community. I asked women on Instagram, you know, what is getting in the way of you and your identity? And these were the things that came up over and over again. And I was shocked by how many people submitted responses. And I was also shocked with the other question I put out there. Do you care about knowing who you are? Does knowing your identity matter to you? And it was overwhelming. How many women want to know this? They want to know who they are. And they don't know where to find it. Let's go back to five years ago. Five years ago, I took another picture with with my kids and I thought I was smiling. And I almost laughed like a a couple months later when I was like, I thought I was smiling in this picture. That was five years ago. And then this was three years ago. I'm actually wearing makeup on both of these, although this lipstick was definitely a nice shade. I want you to look at my eyes. Do you see a difference there? It's a huge difference to me. The light and joy, yes. Let me tell you how I got that light back. And it's what you're here for. And many of you will not be surprised by this. I I know so many of you know this story. So thank you for still giving me space to share more about it. When I was in the backyard and I was battling the guilt and confusion, over what was wrong with me. And I came to that realization that as wasn't that I needed my life to look completely different on the outside. I needed it to feel different. And I needed to figure out who I was. And I didn't know who that person was. I didn't even know where to start. The biggest thing that helped me was a transformation in mindset. And that mindset shift was shifting from a mindset of perfectionism to a mindset of progress. I had a little early midlife crisis. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm pretty sure it was a clinically diagnosable nervous breakdown where I realized that for 30 years of my life, I was doing it for what people could see. I was doing it for the exterior, the validation, the accolades, the achievements, the pat on the backs, people looking up to me instead of it being about me. I was doing it for the the outcomes. So I knew I needed to start reaching. And a big part of that is that I knew that I needed to do this without there being outcomes attached to my pursuits. I had to remove the pressure and the standards of having a certain achievement in order to make something worth it. And I'm going to walk you through what I walk through mentally too, so that you can do this for yourself. But as you do that, what I did is I created a whole list of things that helped me explore who I was. Instead of focusing on perfection, I was focusing on doing something, not all and not nothing which I had been stuck in the pendulum cycle of for years, all or nothing. Instead, it was to do something, just do something. It wasn't about the outcome. Let me read a little bit of what Julie said here. She says, if that were me, I would say in the first one, I was depressed. 
Yes, and had anger episodes. I guess I'm interested in this because you can still live with depression and have that meaning and speak and spark fly in the second picture. Yeah, and I will honestly say, I, I'm sure I was depressed. And I still struggle with depression and cycles of that. But I'm going to talk to you about that in a little bit, about how as you develop yourself and you work on yourself and you reach for greater, you reach for more, your highs will get higher and your lows will get higher too. It's not that that's all done away with, but the highs are higher, the lows are higher too. Yes, we've had a lot of episodes about depression because it's huge for us. So let's talk about what the what do something is, okay? Do something is a huge part of the strive hive. And we've talked about it many times, but consider this your refresher of it. Do something is a path to discover and to affirm who you are. It's a twofold path, discovering and affirming. That means validating. It's, it's having those moments where you connect with you again and you go, aha, there you are. How many of you have seen Hook? Raise a hand, have you seen Hook? Do you remember how Jack is that adult who was lost in the shoulds? And he's on this hamster wheel of perfection and living up to the standard and ideal. And I'm not gonna say that women are the only ones who are immune to this. We see this in all people, right? But do you remember the part where they have that big food, food fight and the kids are throwing the pretend invisible food. And at one point, Jack finally sees it. He sees the imaginary food and he starts playing with them and you see him come back to life. And then there's that little kid, that cute little kid that like squeezes his cheeks with both hands. Do you guys remember what he says? Oh, there you are, Peter. Did I say Jack? Which one was it? <laughs> What's the name? <laughs> this is how my brain works. I think, I think he said Peter. Peter because he was Peter Pan. Oh, that's right. So that, okay, that's right. So he was going, was it, his son is Jack. Yeah, Jenny, we came to the same realization at the same time. Oh, there you are, Peter. Let's just pretend I said Peter all along. But that's what do something is. It's getting messy. It's playing. It's discovering. It's not going for the perfect set feast at the end, like on a table with all the placements and all the, all the <laughs> utensils and the plates and the pretty glasses. It's going for the messy discovery and affirming, oh, that's me. And it's the joy in finding that out and not having it be about an outcome. Do something as a way to add joy, interest, and fulfillment to your life. All right. It's giving yourself permission to do those things. And here's another thing I want to say, the, the most important thing here. It is not another list of goals or resolutions. I'm going to talk more about what that difference is. So here's some things I want you to remember about this. You want to re remove results. You want to remove goals and you actually want to remove responsibilities. This is not about improvement, although it can, that is, that's a benefit. 
That's just a joyful benefit that comes from this, but it's not the goal. Okay? It's about discovery and affirmation of your identity. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here's what I'm going to do. Let's turn to the packet that I have for you. If you were able to print that out, great. What I want to do is walk you through this. And tonight, I'm going to give you time and space to do this. I want you to do it here. I want you to leave feeling like you either have your plan made or you have it to a place where it will be a lot easier for you to finalize your do something plan. And I am excited to see what you guys come up with because we're going to want your requirement for the next week is to share it. If you don't have it, it's okay. You will be able to access this on our success path. It's under the builder identity milestone. And there's a packet there. And there's also a video that trains you on it too. And if you are joining the Strive Hive radio, all of those trainings will be on there too. Let's start with a brainstorm. And if you don't have the packet, it's okay. You can just do this in your notepad. The first thing we do is we brainstorm. We're not worrying about shoulds. We're not overthinking this. We are just opening our minds to the possibilities. We are thinking in ways that are different than we normally would sit down and think and write a list. We are opening up our minds and we are removing the shoulds and we're removing goals in disguise. But first, let's just start with the brainstorm. If your brainstorm has a lot of goals and responsibilities, don't worry, we'll get to that later. We're going to glean your list. The first prompt I have for you is to think about what things you see other people doing and you think, I wish I could do that, or that looks so fun, or that looks interesting or fulfilling, or I wonder if I could, or I've always wanted to. I want you to write a brainstorm of that and write some things down. And if you could, just share one of them in the chat so people can get a sense of what that might look like here. We're just doing a brainstorm. You're not deciding anything. That's the English teacher in me. Just brainstorm, okay? As I was just putting my pen to my paper, I immediately started to talk myself out of it. If that's you, you're not alone. Write it down anyway. And if you're like, is this a goal? Doesn't matter right now. Write it down. There's already some fantastic ideas in the chat. I'm not gonna read them all out loud. I'll just refer you to the chat. Get some ideas from there, still them. That's the point of this. Do you kind of feel like that shift of energy as you're opening up the possibility and you see other people doing that and how it feels almost magical? I feel the difference. Nothing's too lame. I think I put on here like being actress in a movie. Nothing has to be too far out of reach. All right, friends, keep filling that out. Does anyone feel stuck right now with this? Before we move on to the next part, Courtney, let's talk about it. Well, most of the, so the majority of the things that I put down 
are things that would require going out in public and (laughs) that's not a possibility right now. So I'm trying to think of like, okay, so what are the COVID friendly things? Because Mm -hmm. solo and, and because where am I going to sing? I do sing all the time at home, but like ballet class and community choir and community theater company, those would all require a pandemic free life. So I'm trying to think of other things that I could do from home. And so I'm watching the chat, like the different ideas coming up and, and some that I had already put down were hand lettering and painting, but the others I'm like, no, I, it's, I live in Texas and gardening sucks here. So I don't want to plant a garden. Plus I've learned anytime I've tried, I kill every plant that I've ever tried to grow. Even succulents. I kill succulents. So I do too. Um, so like I'm watching the ideas and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so, well, for, for starters, let's not limit ourselves to only looking one way. In my progress program coaching, we had an amazing flautist who had, you know, goals to do that. And she wrote me the other day saying, Monica, you're not going to believe this. I was asked to perform over Zoom the last month. Wow. So you never know how it might look. A dance class might be online. Performing might be online. But that also doesn't mean you can't nourish the seeds now. That you can't start trying some things from home or investigating different areas around you or studios or making steps happen that move you towards being able to do those. So eliminate those off the list quite yet, I would say. Okay. We're going to get to the process where we, we're going to glean the list, but right now let's just put it on there. Let's pretend we don't live in a COVID world for just a little bit, Okay. but I hear you on this. I'm glad you would share that resistance because we do want this to be practical. Like you can actually take action on it. So Any other questions at this point? I'm going to go back to the gallery mode so I can see if someone's raising their hand. Questions or resistance? I was just going to make a comment. Please. I think what she's saying about the whole COVID-friendly world, I think we always can think of reasons why we can't do something. Yep. Mm -hmm. For different reasons. Very true. And that is something that uh, we we talk about often in the progress program, we talk about thinking in terms of possibility, repotentializing something, finding a third, fourth, fifth door, because we often only see one, one door, one door in and out. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, let's go to the next step. Again, we're still just brainstorming here. For those of you who are like, I'm not still quite sure where I should begin here. Recall what you used to be interested in before life and responsibilities happened. What did you used to be interested in? Just write a few things down. We'll be a little quicker on this one just because there'll be less things. What did you used to be interested in? I know mine was a lot of like space stuff and history and art history. What did you used to be interested in before life and responsibilities? Write a few down and then put some in the chat. We're getting some good ideas in here, laying on the grass, rooting. 
running, swing dancing, reading, songwriting. I had a lot about music and dancing and broadcast journalism, biking, family history research, making mixtapes. Yes, Jillian. That was like my husband's life up until we had kids, I think. Making cards, quiet reflection. Yes. How many of you would just like hang out in a tree half the day? Just thinking, imagining. What were you thinking and imagining about? I was imagining being a talk show host. Isn't that hilarious? Okay. Keep filling in some ideas there. The next one is similar. What were you naturally drawn to and curious about as a child? What were you drawn to as a child and curious about? Books, libraries, bookstores. It's, it's interesting you just wrote that, Ramona, because I just put learning down. As you're filling this one out, put some more in the chat. Let me tell you what you are paying attention to here. I have a whole other list of you, for you. What activities used to restore you, make you feel more re-energized and like yourself. Those three in particular, what you used to be interested in, what you were naturally drawn to and curious about, what activities used to restore you. What we are looking for with these are seeds, seeds. And when I say that, when I look at my list of things that I love to do and things I want to do now, I can see a common seed of learning, a seed of learning. And that can translate to so many different things of how that plays out. I can also see a seed of creativity. And another seed I can see is self-development. So we're just getting some seeds together here as we do this. Adventures and outdoors, Paul says, reading music, pottery. That sounds cool, Rachel. Marine animals, swimming, ocean. This is fun. Talking to older people with life experience who are open to talking. I love that, Julie. Do you know one of my dearest friends does that for her living now? Listening Air Project, Katie. Like you don't, you never know where this takes you. You have to explore it. Okay, so friends. Tell me some more of those answers. Take some time. What activities used to restore you? What were you naturally drawn to? The next prompt to consider is where in your life do you feel the call to be pushed? To be a little brave, to be a little daring. I mean, I'm gonna do an example here for you. I feel the push to do something hard and exhilarating like with my body, like a push to do something different. Whether that's a race or like when I did this list five years ago, when I went to a soul cycle class, on my list was a list of try five new ways of working out. And I went to a soul cycle class and I kid you not, it was like a spiritual experience. <laughs> Maybe most people feel that way with SoulCycle the first time, but I was like, I have drunk the Kool-Aid. I didn't pay for more classes, but I have thought about that for five years. So maybe I need to go to SoulCycle when we can. Where do you need to push? Do you need to push intellectually? Do you need to push with your body? Do you need to push creatively? Where do you need to push right now? Maybe it's spiritually. Maybe it's intellectually. It's fine. Courtney, she says, I feel a pull towards creativity. It does not feel brave or hard. It feels energizing while also comfortable. And that's okay too. This actually doesn't need to be difficult. Sometimes a challenge can be exhilarating. 
And sometimes it can be like oppressive. We want this to be a push that is still exciting. A feel good push. She says, one of the things on my list is to run in the rain. And I hate the rain, but I'm feeling this. Yes. Let's go to the next one. I want to hear some more ideas there. I want to find a way to move my body in a way that can be fun again. So that's what you can focus on your do something list, Nicole, is maybe you're going to explore ways to move your body, to exercise until you find one that's fun. And part of this do something list is not like I must run 30 miles. That's a goal. No, your list is try five new ways to move my body. Maybe you go to a belly dancing class. Maybe you'll do soul cycle. Maybe you'll do a uh, goat yoga. I like, and it's not, <laughs> and it's not about becoming a, a certified goat yoga teacher. Are you guys sensing the, the difference here between a do something list and a goal and resolution list? It's about the exploration. Okay, let's go through a few more here. Where in your life do you feel the call to be pushed? We just covered, where would you love, what would you love to do, but you think it's too late to try? And what are things you love to do that you'd like to prioritize again? And by the way, this can involve other people. Always on my list, I have things that I know my family would need and benefit from that would, re that would re-energize us as a family. Like go on 10 new hikes as a family or go have an overnighter with my husband or attend a play with Brad. So this also can entail the things that you're, are, you're missing right now, whether it's adventure or fun or even romance, who cares? That can be there too. So here's what we're gonna do now. Here's your next step. I want you to first go through the list that you have and just cross off any shoulds. Anything that is based in guilt or driven by comparison. Even though we can be inspired by other people and the things that they're doing and we're drawn to those things, we don't want to be driven by comparison. That's just another should. So filter out the shoulds, go through and cross those off. Courtney, I love this example though. She says this year her husband and she made a goal to go on dates with other couples. That one got majorly sidelined but we could probably get creative and finding other ways to safely do it now. Totally. I love that you're already repotentializing that. Good, Jenny. I love that Jenny put here, well, working out is the first to go. And not that exercising and moving your body is, is not something you should have on your list. But if it's like, I need to work out, then yeah, that could be a should for you for sure. Okay. Crossing off shoulds, everybody. Are we crossing off shoulds? Alongside that, I want you to cross off goals. Now, this is where I'm gonna give you a little leeway. You have to be using your own judgment here. Cause a do something can still kind of look a little goal-ish as long as it's not tied to a specific outcome. So for maybe like a goal for me this year is to do hard, crazy things with my body or do a triathlon. Maybe my do something plan will be to go on five, fun bike rides in new lo locations. So the goal, if it's framed as a goal, maybe try to think of a different way to explore that goal and make it fun and exciting to work towards. So let me phrase that again. Like, let's say I have a goal to do a triathlon. Maybe my do something lit part of that list would be to go on five bike rides in new places. So it's more about the fun, the exploration. 
actually, I wrote something on the guide here that I think I'm just going to read to you. The do something plan is less about improvement as it is fulfillment. This plan is more about helping you discover what makes you you to bring you more joy and a good kind of push to your life. Goals are necessary, but they're different than the do something plan. Feels different. Okay, final thing I want you to do is go through your list and start circling the ones you know what's your time for, even if they're just seeds. Maybe you're circling creativity or learning or writing, or maybe you're circling a specific thing. Go on five new dates or take a watercoloring class. You guys are doing great. This is the hardest part. This is why we're doing this together, okay? Let's take three more minutes, crossing out the shoulds and the goals, circling the ones where like, it's time. And I'm gonna give you a few more tips before we do a little coaching here. What I'm going to do is I'm giving you an assignment. I want you to create your do something plan for 2021 based off of your brainstorm and what you've crossed out and circled. Now, what you have circled may be your list, what's left, you know, what circled could become your list, or they may show you the seeds that you need to follow to create your list. So like I said, a lot of my seeds were creativity, learning, adventure, self-development. Now my do something plan is actually gonna look different than that brainstorm list because I'm gonna get more specific and I'm also gonna get more of this fun and energetic way of completing those things. So a few things I already have on my list to go with more adventure is to go rock climbing, go mountain biking. One of my creative things is to attend a live painting class. And then I'll go through and refine that some more. I'm gonna make a long list. So here's some of my tips for you. I have them right here. And then I'm gonna show you my plan from 2020 that had to be tweaked because you know what's great about your do something plan? This can last you quarterly. Maybe when you'll like to do this and revisit it and tweak it, it's a living document, okay? Maybe you'll alter it every four months or maybe you want it to last all of the year. For me, I like to do it once because it's such a hurdle for me to go through all the deep thought work it takes to create a list. I like to just do one per year, but maybe you like to do it twice or maybe you don't need to tweak it. It's a living document. It can be edited and it might have to just like it had to for 2020. So your plan can be a few items or many, but I wouldn't do um, fewer than five or more than 30. That's my personal advice. And I like to have some items with a number target in mind just to add the fun, like go on five new hikes, bake 10 new things, read 30 new books, paint 15 new paintings. So that way it doesn't feel like a goal. It feels more like, like something you're just pushing towards, a fun kind of push. And it helps keep you accountable too. Your do something plan is something we need to be mindful of. So we're gonna talk about that in a moment. Okay, so let me share with you the plan that I had for 2020. And a lot of this had to be, to, had to shift. So you'll see here, note this list is the original one, but the COVID-19 sh uh, shifted priorities and that list is edited below. So do you guys wanna see that one instead, the edited one? Okay, so here's my edited one. Read 50 new books, visit a national park, go on two family trips, start a monthly hiking club. I unfortunately couldn't do that one either. Wear a fancy dress, like see how this doesn't, it can just be different. I know one of the things that is gonna be weird on my list for 2021 is 
to have fun with fashion. So I'm going to think about what that looks like. Like maybe I create one of those one second videos where I just take a little video each day of my outfit, or I don't know. I'm going to think about that. What would that look like? Create a fashion diary. I don't know. Who knows? Create 10 new outfits. Who knows? Watercolor. We've been doing it. Ukulele. Thanks to this group and Jillian for making that happen. This one, learn how to be a storyteller. If I were to critique my own list, I would say that looks more like a goal. So how would you make that more of a do something list? Any ideas there? Listen to good storytellers. Get some audio of good storytellers and just listen to good stories. It'll inspire you. Yes. Cool. I love that. I even thought about like attend a comedian workshop or like go to Toastmasters go to a Toastmasters night, you know, something like that. Utah has that great storytelling conference. I don't know how they'll deal with it this year. But I didn't even know that. It's in August. So you cool. Ramona, mm -hmm. you might've just done my thing. There you go. Attend a storytelling conference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now the thing here is remember, it's not about the goals. It's not about the destination. It's about the exploration. It's about giving yourself permission. My original list seemed really trite and silly and like it didn't matter but it's the reason I evolved and changed so much so if you're ready I'm going to bring you back to my story but first here's your assignment you're going to finalize your do something plan five to 30 tops items I would even start smaller if this is your first round okay and when you finalize it I want you to share it with the group. Now, many of you did this in lots of cool ways last time. You took a picture of the paper you wrote it on and it totally worked. You took a screenshot of the notes you've had it on on your phone. Regardless of how you share it, whether you type it up and take a screenshot, we want a picture of your list or you can just type it up for us and share it on the Strive Hive Facebook group. And then I have a third step. So finalize the plan, share it, and the third step is to make it visible. A lot of you wrote when I asked you what was getting in the way of your do something plan last year, and we just forgot it. It wasn't so top of mind. So we're gonna have a, a new focus this year with that. We are going to have the first Monday of every month be a time where we go back to our do something plan. Like we truly look at our plans and we figure out where we are and where's what's next and just remind ourselves of it. But we need it to be visible. For some of you, that just means you print it out and you have it in a place that you'll be able to see easily. For others of you, it might be something you decide to create as a vision board. Maybe you do a collage. Maybe you just have words that represent the different things. I want you to have some fun with that if you like to. And maybe that's what you can share with us. What I'd like to do before I share more of my story is let's do a little bit of troubleshooting. Who feels stuck or confused? Who needs some follow-up help with this? You can raise your hand or just unmute yourself. So I'm wanting to read more, but I'm trying to figure out what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. If it's just going to be like what we read as a group or how I'm going to make space for that in my life more. Well, here's the great thing. Like 
reading for the group would be awesome, but I honestly feel like that's a should. And I want you to read for the group. But here's what's great about the do something plan. As you are doing something for yourself and discovering, it will trickle down to, to other things. It will trickle down to your goals. You will find that as you're creating momentum with your identity and your fulfillment, you will find momentum in your goals and in your habits. So let's let that be a byproduct. Who has ideas for Rachel on how to make that a do something form of reading? I have a suggestion. Please. So every year there's a website called Pop Sugar. And every year, Pop Sugar comes out with a list of prompts of books to read, and it lets you fill in whatever you want. So, like, I've already started uh, every year I do it, and I read like three books on the list before I forget about it. But I like having the prompts because it gives me, otherwise, I just sort of like flail around, like, I don't know what to read. I don't know what to read. And that's, that's a good one. Some of them are like, you know, the first one that I did because I already started 2021 is a book written by somebody who has uh, your same zodiac sign. So, and and they there are people who make all kinds of lists of all different kinds of books. I find that having the, the prompts like helps me out. I found a spreadsheet that somebody made that has like links and stuff. So if anybody wants to do pop sugar reading challenge with me this year, I'll, I'll figure out how to share the spreadsheet with you guys. So you can find all the links to the book suggestions and everything. I love that. But having some sort of having having the prompts helps me a ton because otherwise I'm just like, I don't know what to read. <laughs> and what I love about that, Jillian, is that it's fun, but accountable and trackable, but mm -hmm. not in like a, I must do this way. It's more of a creative way of doing it. Just like Jillian did. You, Jillian shared this. She wanted to listen to more music instead of podcasts, even though podcasts are great, but she wanted to listen to more music and you follow the rock what's it was word? a rolling stone rolling stone top 100 albums of the 2010s so it was she all albums that. that came out between 2010 and 2019 and i i have two left that i'm going to listen to tomorrow the top two albums which is lemonade by beyonce which i'm really excited to listen to i've never listened to it before yeah and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by kanye west which i'm not excited about but i'm going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> what i love about that is the fun like yeah, so figure out something that you already are connected to or drawn to. Maybe there's an Instagrammer who loves to review YA novels. And Rachel, you're like, I love YA. I love young adult fiction. So I'm going to follow their reading list and I'm going to do one of those a month. So it's more trackable. For me, that's why I like the numbers. So maybe you can say read five books from this person's list this year. Um, unless it's fun for you to do a whole list and you think that would be motivating. Any other suggestions for her before we move on to Courtney's question? Oh, there's some great ideas here. For a few years, I read books written in, um, by authors of every letter of the alphabet. I love that. Modern, oh yeah, Mrs. Darcy has a great, has great reading challenges. Modern Mrs. Dar Darcy. She also has a podcast called What Should I Read Next? I, I haven't followed that. I, I love reading, you guys know this, but that is something that I have gotten back into and it's because of the do something plans, you guys. That's how I got back into reading was a do something plans. I think I started with read 20 books. And I think this year I've read 70. So it will create momentum year after year. Okay, let's go through Courtney's question. And you guys can ask more questions in the chat. 
So she said, I have various courses that I've paid for that I want to, yeah, you want to do that. So is that too much of a goal? I think it could be, but it also could not be. Like, it, I think it could be a do something plan. And let me tell you, hmm, my first instinct is to say, I think that can be more of a habit shift because I've had the same problem. And guess what's made the biggest shift for me in getting these things done was not having it on my do something plan, even though I did for a few years. It was instead having a habit of when and where I do it. So I watch something from some course every morning when I do my strength training. So that for me was more of a habit, Mm -hmm. but some people might have other ideas, like uh, ways to make that fun or a nice push that can make it more of a do something for flavor for you. Yeah. I, I was trying to decide because like learning is something that feels mm-hmm. like something that I want to do. And we just got this DSLR for Christmas. So it feels like, Ooh, I want to learn how to use it. And that would light me up like going out mm. pictures. So that course could be on the plan, but then is it a goal, <laughs> you know? So, so maybe the goal is to do the courses, but the do something is to explore five areas to take photographs of or take wilderness photos 10 times. Yeah. You know, like that way it's like almost the carrot, right? To like learn how that, to use your camera like so you can go part. do, Yeah. But in the meantime, we'd also want to help you develop some habits that give you the skills that you need to do that. Yeah. But here's one thing I probably will tell you. The truth is, I bet you, even if you went and you did, you went after the carrot first and you went into the mountains or in the country for you <laughs> and you took some pictures before knowing how it works, before doing the course, I am betting that you will be more likely to open your course after that and look at some tips and get started on it. So it doesn't have to come after a goal. Yeah. So think about that a little bit, okay? Okay. Any other questions? I might've missed it in the chat. I have one, I'll just, it's just some troubleshooting. So, I really have wanted to go camping for like a really long time. I don't know why, but I've had it on like my mind and, and on previous lists. But yeah. for me, it's like we don't have any, almost any camping equipment. So it is kind of like a financial hurdle. This is where I think I would encourage you to still put down a do something plan for it. Like go to three campsites, put that down but then you're, you are going to have to do some work outside of that. That might be more of a habit or goal related where you're doing some investigating on borrowing camping things from people, putting the word out, finding some camping groups online where people might do this or just researching. Do they have lending things or the people that I can talk to instead of thinking it has to be about buying and, and stuff like that. So put, do put that out there, but yeah, there will be some steps behind this. Yeah, or Facebook Marketplace. That's a great idea, Jillian. Things might be free or cheaper on there. There are lots of buy nothing trade boards on Facebook, Courtney says. Yeah. Jenny says you can just uh, go to some day sites for picnics and just skip the sleeping there part. Yeah. 
that's a great idea, Jenny. That's really good, Jenny. Yeah. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't have to be the whole kit and caboodle camping. Maybe it can be do tinfoil dinners in the, in the mountains and a fire pit. Okay. We're just nourishing the seeds. We're exploring them. We're giving themselves room to grow. Okay. Any other questions? Go ahead, Alyssa. I heard you talk about habits and goals and could you explain a little bit? Like, I love how I feel when we're doing this, do something list, like not thinking about any exterior motives or like mm -hmm. being something, but but you've mentioned goals and habits a few times. Like, how does that all work together? Or how have you mm -hmm. seen it work hey, together? I'm glad you asked. Okay. We're actually going to okay. talk about that next a little bit. This depends on where you're at. If you were me five years ago, I could not get in the mindset of also creating goals and habits alongside this. This, for me, was the foundational way of eventually getting to those things. So it depends on where you're at but I am going to give you all permission to just do your do something plan and not have specific goals for 2021 or habits that you're planning on working. But here's the magical part. Like I said with Courtney, it will trickle down to those very things. Accidentally, you will get momentum in ways that you are needing. But if you are already in the zone of goal making, of habit formation, this is like a terrific marriage to make those things happen more. And it's just more about adding the fun and the fulfillment that will give you the energy you need to work more on your habits and your goals, to have a self from which to give from. And that's why for me, this changed my life. That is why this do something plan changed my life because it gave me that sense of identity and self and fulfillment I desperately needed to then go to the next level of deeply changing my life. I told you five years ago that I realized my life didn't have to look different for me to feel different. But here's the really amazing thing. As I began to feel different, my life looked different too. Isn't that nuts? What started happening to me was like an accident but it's real and it's why we're here. I started working on my habits accidentally. I started get back, getting back into day planning and goal making that I hadn't done in years because I had the fulfillment and strength I needed to do those things. And it came from a different place. My goals, my habits, they came from a place of knowing that my worth wasn't hingent on me achieving those things. The, it, my identity was there already. And because of that, I didn't have to prove it. It gave me more energy to do them. That's my long way of saying it depends on where you're at. Okay. So give yourself permission to do what you need to do there. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I can't wait to see your do something plan for 2021. So you can get anchored in that fulfillment and that identity that you are missing and needing in your life. We all need work on this. I am really glad this was helpful. Thank you for your kind words and for spending so much time with us tonight. And we'll see you guys soon. Take care, everybody. I hope that masterclass uh, recording gave you the hug and kick and pants that you need to grow. My friends, I am so excited for a new year. And I am excited for my own do something plan that I'm in the middle of finalizing. And I hope to share that with you soon. 
And I'll also share how I finished up 2020. I didn't do the best job of tracking that. Something had to give this year with everything that happened with COVID and us moving our lives and um, homeschooling and all of the above, you know, you know how it is. So that's something I am committed to though in 2021 is doing a better job of sharing how I'm advancing on my own do something plan to the whole community that we have on the podcast and on Instagram and also helping our Strive Hive do this too. Now, again, the doors close on January 8th. We'd absolutely love to have you. This masterclass is only an example of what we do together. And actually, this masterclass that we had was actually an hour and 40 minutes long. So I did cut out quite a bit of pausing and some other things that we discussed there so that you could hear it. Normally, our masterclasses are 60 to 90 minutes long. The best thing about the Strive Hive is that you get to decide how much time you put into it. And you also get... Uh, to decide where to put your focus. And I have a whole success path as part of the Strive Hive. It's a mini course that will guide you in your own identity milestones within the group so that you can make progress within the group too and feel that support and also know where to put your focus within the group. It's wonderful and we'd love to have you. Go to aboutprogress.com forward slash Strive Hive. I have big things coming for you in 2021. I'm going to tell you way more about that on our official first episode of the year, which I guess this one is, but maybe we'll say the one where we introduce the theme for January. I almost want to give you a sneak peek, but I'm just going to say, I think it might be my new favorite theme. And we have incredible um, interviews that I've already recorded with people that are going to knock it out of the park for you. So enough of that. I'm excited to see you next Wednesday to introduce the theme and to be there for you this year and to see where we come together as a community and and what we arrive to and how we find more fulfillment in our lives. I'm really grateful, so grateful that you take the time to listen. And if this episode was helpful for you and you can think of one person who were like, oh, so-and-so would love this, pass this on to them. And as always, if you do it on Instagram, tag me at about progress so I can say a big thank you. Okay. This is where I'm going to leave you. My friends keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.